Podcast Ooze Yurt. <laughs> and, we, and we have a very special show. My name is John. His name is Matt. Uh, and we are the, the, the Two Words Podcast. That, that's what we are. That's what we are. We are the two. <laughs> and uh, we have a, a really fun show today. Yep. I think. Big bird, t- yellow jacket. Big bird, yellow jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wear that jacket, man. You look <laughs> 21 years old right now. Okay. <laughs> so. This was the greatest press conference of all oh, time. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so good. It's on my list for Hey Yo. Like, okay, it is good. so <laughs> wonderful. Uh, but. But what. <laughs> Such a disorganized way to start this show, by the way. Uh, But welcome, everybody, to the Two Words Podcast, uh, where today our two words are future superstar. We are talking about the OVW class of 2002, one of the greatest developmental classes, maybe of all time. Uh, We're also going to be talking uh, about Edge and the big Edge news. Um, But first, hey, yo... Jay Uso showed up to his fast line press conference, and it seems as though he had already started celebrating. Oh, yeah. Much, 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 many, much libations. Just according to just, Cody Rhodes, and, <laughs> I watched that press that section of the press conference three times so far. Oh, you local? <laughs> you local? She been here since all since both our both daddies was here. I just want that to continue, like forever. You like, you like that? It's just me. It's just me. It's just me. It's just me. It is. I think that. So I think funny. that's the next sound we need to add to our little soundboard. <laughs> the yeah button and the yurt button. Yurt. And then got Cody Rhodes to yurt. It was awesome. And then grunt and all kinds of things. I I loved it. I loved. <laughs> I loved how distracted Cody Rhodes got. <laughs> I forgot where I was going because of you. You was talking about how <laughs> great I am. How great I, I was and how you inspired by me. <laughs> Give it up for Byron Saxton. Yellow suit. Looking like Big Bird over there. I can't wear that. <laughs> I wish you had asked a different question. <laughs> Oh, so good. I can't. It's just uh, such I, a I just good, need that to keep going time. forever. Uh, hey, yo. WWE may be planning to forge ahead with storylines originally intended for Bray Wyatt, according to a new report. Uh, insider uh, 
Twitter account Boozer Rasslin wrote that the idea of the Funhouse and Wyatt Six are still on the table. All parties agreed to move on with it and deliver what's best to honor uh, the name of Bray. It's a matter of timing now. Uh, when someone responded asking if Bray's younger brother, Bo Dallas, who portrayed Uncle Howdy, would be taking over the idea, Boozer responded simply with yes. As for when this would happen, we may be looking at well into 2024, assuming Alexa Bliss will still be part uh, of like a major role in the story because she is uh, preggers right now and due in December. She's really, yeah, she's really coming to the end so, of that, shouldn't she be? Yeah, it can't be, be about done. But then you got to, you know, you got at least a couple months of recovery after that. And nah, they're fine. <laughs> I was good right after Ellie was born. That's true. I just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went right back to work. I'm yeah. pretty sure the next day. So it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> do what you got to do. Man up, Alexis. Alexa. Alexa. Well, hey, yo. Uh, no, I think that's a... a I skipped over Skip your right story. No, yeah, no skip, commentary. Yeah, whatever. Uh, no, I think that's cool. I, I, As with everything, you know, you just get worried. Sure. That, like, they're they're going to do it some sort of injustice. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I... And, and you know, we're, we're all good right up until the first time Bo Dallas opens his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And and I'm the new face of fear. Um, I just don't know. That's really gonna. No, I was just hamming it up. Maybe that's you're just up. hamming up the voice. I'm I, I'm willing to give it a shot. I I loved all of the storyline. I was excited for what was going to come out of it because we never really got to ramp up to it before Bray had to take off for the illness that he had and like i i want to see where it was going at least some form or fashion of it so yeah i'm excited to give it a shot and we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um we'll be paying attention regardless uh hey yo nxt tuesday night um and I should probably preface this by saying this is recorded this is recorded the morning of uh, the day the morning of <laughs> of the nxt um uh, <clears throat> Because of special MLB coverage, AEW has moved Dynamite to Tuesday, and the WWE is responding uh, in the most aggressive way that I can think of with appearances from Cody Rhodes, Asuka, John Cena, Paul Heyman, and quite possibly The Undertaker. Right, I saw that one. I'm like, no way, um, really? <laughs> Has Undertaker ever been even near NXT? Before? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's been to the state of Florida. Um, and that's. I mean, that's that's aggressive. Yeah, that's an aggressive response. Um, right. So, I mean, I know everybody listening to this now. It's already come and gone. You've yeah. already seen it, but. I hope it lives up to the hype. I'm actually really excited to watch yeah, no, NXT just to be... see how how hard they go. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it, you know, it's not like they haven't been throwing main roster stars at NXT. I mean, Becky Lynch is, sure. women, is NXT Women's Champion. Yeah, they usually have no at reason. least they usually have at least one main roster uh, big name having a a stint in NXT at any given point lately. Yeah, which so, I'm fine with. I think it's so, fun. But I think it, you know, it's just so funny. It's like. 
WWE moved NXT to Tuesday to avoid this. Right. And it's almost like now they're like, okay, well, we have to respond now. Bring it on, Buck. Like, we're going to make it happen. Uh, you know, Vince McMahon is thought to currently be out of WWE creative, according to a report by Fightful Select. The report comes in the wake of an apparent morale boost backstage, which Fightful attributes to a line of thinking that Triple H is largely directing creative again, not Vince McMahon. PW Insider stated that belief within WWE is that Endeavor has uh, knighted Paul Levesque as head of WWE Creative. Fightful Reports also clarifies that nobody they spoke with within WWE Creative has worked with McMahon since 20, or in 2023 at all, but rather his changes were felt from afar. These remote changes are now said to have stopped over the last few weeks, having become increasingly minimal in recent times. However, Fightful also reports that the unanimous feeling among talent and staff is... Uh, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of, you know, with regards to Vince being creatively gone for good. But at least for now, it looks like Vince has let go of the reins a bit. I love how the the reason they give is, well, people just kind of seem happier, so Vince McMahon well, must be gone. <laughs> a month ago, <laughs> like, everybody hated it. Yeah. A month ago, morale was in the garbage uh, backstage every yeah. report every week after every show because Vince had largely changed everything last minute. Yeah. And so, yeah, pretty much once, once Endeavor and, or once UFC and WWE joined together, that's when the, uh, <laughs> got kids, <laughs> got kids downstairs making noise. I don't know if you can hear that or not. Um, ever since the, the merger, Vince had been Super hands-on again, but from afar still. And yeah. morale just went really, really low. And, of course, there was also the releases to deal with that, too. Yeah. But morale jumping up, I think, has given people a little bit of a sigh of relief. Yeah. You know, that Vince might be hands-off. We'll see. I mean, maybe. I mean, he's maybe. not just over WWE anymore. He's a, he's a, his position is over both the UFC and WWE He's in the overall administration. Now. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe he'll let it go. I'd love to be in a room with Vince McMahon and Joe Rogan just <laughs> discussing <laughs> things with each other. Like, that would be. Even Dana White. Dana White and Vince McMahon together would be strange. Be odd. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, hey, yo. Eric Bischoff has sounded off on CM Punk and the WWE. Uh, he has made it no secret that he was not a fan of the self-proclaimed best in the world, uh, in the best of the world's time in AEW, calling him the biggest flop in finance, uh, biggest financial flop in the history of professional wrestling. Um, but he's changed his tune when it comes to the WWE. There's a tremendous amount of backstory and history there between Punk and WWE, Bischoff said, on his Strictly Business podcast. And there's an amazing pool of talent for Punk to work with, as well as being supported by a highly qualified group of writers, producers, and senior management. So um, the idea is if, if there's somebody that can rein CM Punk in at the WWE, mm -hmm. maybe maybe it was it was all AEW's fault um, mm -hmm. that that they just kind of gave him a little bit too much on the leash, you know. But um, I, at this point, we're eight years removed. <laughs> I don't really need to see him in WWE. I think we made that decision. Yeah, I don't either, but it's going to happen. I'm 90% sure. The shine is off the apple. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, and I think, like, had he never come back, 
we would have all been like, oh my gosh, we need CM Punk back. But now that he's but come back, we're like, him, oh yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> him staying away from wrestling would have been the best thing for his legacy. Yeah. Because he did the thing that people, you know, in any career should do. Yeah. In an entertainment career. Leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. He did that. And gosh, he did it better than anybody, I feel like. I mean, Chance for CM Punk went on for years for no reason. Mm-hmm. They went on whenever they were dissatisfied with what they were watching live. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a big legacy that you left behind. And then you came to AEW and screwed it all up. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think it's going to happen. And you show people who you really are. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, oh, you know what? You're not that great. He almost ruined that, but with his two UFC fights, yeah, (laughs) where he was destroyed in 10 seconds. Uh, (laughs) Hey, yo, Odyssey Jones might be finally making his main roster debut after being called up earlier this year, uh, but not like being seen on the show. He wrestled once at at the uh, Superstar Spectacle. Okay. But that's the only thing we've seen him in since his main roster bump. Uh, it is rumored that Bobby Lashley is looking to add Jones to his new Hurt Business-esque stable alongside the Street Profits, who debuted uh, a black and gold ring attire at uh, Fastlane. Yeah, if you're not going to call it the Hurt Business, what are you doing here? <laughs> but Hurt Business wasn't his, right? Hurt Business was MVPs. And I get that. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, wasn't it his? It's the same look. It's the same, like visually, it's the same look. It's yeah. the same colors. Um, it, it, it's the same attitude. Yeah. I really liked Hurt Business. I, I feel like it came and went too quickly. Yeah. And then they tried to revive it for like half a second, and then it never took. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this has that same feel to it. I I am happy for it. I'm happy to see the Street Profits doing. Something. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her business really fizzled out rather quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't understand why. Just they were, everything was good. And then, was. and then suddenly there was nothing. Yeah. Um, so that was crazy. Uh, last thing that I really have is, um, Hey, yo, do you think that now that the writer strike is ending, we're going to see less of John Cena and the rock? Uh, almost certainly. <laughs> I'm, the only reason they came back. I am hoping I am hoping that because everything was put on hold and all, you know, future filming schedules and whatever yeah. were like halted and scrapped pretty much, that The Rock has already put into place a block schedule for his WrestleMania versus Roman Reigns thing yeah. that we know just has to happen. It's going to be great, but we do need to have it. And it's got to be done this WrestleMania, or we're stuck with Roman Reigns as the champion for the rest of our natural lives. <laughs> yeah. He's got to beat The Rock, cement himself as the greatest of all time, hold the belt longer than Hulk Hogan, and then lose at the next WrestleMania to Cody Rhodes. That's how it's got to go. And so I'm really hoping that because of that, The Rock's going to say, look, you can't schedule me to film anything during this month or whatever, you know, my, yeah. when I'm training to get ready and then do the show and all that. Yeah. And so that is my, that's the only, the only silver lining I think possible in that we could do that. But John Cena, yeah, he's, he's going to have his little run here through the uh, end of October 
then I don't think we're. I mean, they gave him brand new merch. Mm-hmm. Well, they like, always do when he comes back. Usually, that's he's. There's only been one year that he didn't have new merch, like a brand new color scheme, brand new design, and I think that was like 2020 and 2021, like together, because of course, it yeah, because COVID sucked. Yeah, the life out of everything. Um, yeah, and, and The Rock even went on. Uh, you know, he was on Pat McAfee's show All right, during right. Co- when they were doing College Game Day coverage, um, and The Rock was basically like, "No, it's it's happening. Like me and Roman at WrestleMania is happening. We just couldn't figure it out last year, and right. now, but listen, if you are going to brand." This WrestleMania as WrestleMania XL, mm-hmm. it better be freaking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it better have a bunch of XL matches on it's it. Got to have at least The Rock versus Roman Reigns, but so much more should be there. This I don't know, man. They have such a history of screwing up these big things. I'm remembering the last Raw, last minute too anniversary thing was absolutely garbage. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, but I, I but I'm also hopeful that that's just that's just the Vince McMahon factor from the last couple decades, the last decade or so. How exciting! So is, hopefully not. How exciting is the prospect of a Triple H WrestleMania? Like a Triple really H good. booked WrestleMania? I really, 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 so really, very excited really want about it. that. Please, please, Santa. I was so. <laughs> I ask for so very little. <laughs> this such a good boy is what I want. <laughs> Do you have anything else? No. It's All right. Well, when we ha- uh, when we come back, and we're just going to skip talking about Jade Cargill's outfit at uh, space at Fast Lane. Space alien. It was weird. Stripper. I don't know what it was. I, it was strange. <laughs> and there was no reason for her to wear it because it was obviously she, some sort of ring attire. She wasn't going to the ring. Yeah. Dressed like a person. What's going she, on? This she is what showed she, up for the this one is how she, thing. <laughs> This is how she goes out. This is my this is my this is my, this is my casual outfit. Out. Yeah, yeah, this is my casual outfit. I sleep in this. Some people wear pajamas. I wear this. This is it. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be talking about Edge and the future of wrestling. So keep it here. Today in nerd history. Today's date is October 12th. In 1979, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was first published. This humorous science fiction novel by Douglas Adams follows the adventures of Arthur Dent, the last human survivor of Earth's destruction, and his alien friend, Ford Prefect, a researcher for a galactic travel guide. In 2005, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney released in the U.S. This is a game where you play as a rookie defense lawyer who must solve five cases using investigation, evidence, and cross-examination. It is a visual novel adventure game with a humorous and witty script. In 2018, Titans premiered. This TV show follows the young superheroes of the DC Comics team as they face various threats and challenges in a gritty and realistic world. The show has been praised for its action, drama, and character development, but also criticized for its violence and tone, especially compared to other iterations of the Teen Titans on TV, usually made for children. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. (laughs) 
and welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. A couple of weeks ago, it happened. We thought it wouldn't happen. We said it wouldn't happen. He said it wouldn't happen. But you finally hit puberty. But I finally hit puberty. <laughs> and I'm a real boy now. <laughs> I'm a real man. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. No, at Wrestle Dream, which is a terrible name. Terrible name. <laughs> Do you know what it makes me think of? Um, in Not Malibu, sure. oh, okay. in Malibu's Most Wanted, when he's he like confronts the real like gangsters that were sent to like oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah and he goes he goes I got a Dreamcast or yeah he's like a Dreamcast and he goes. What he goes or what was it? He said it was like a GameCast or something. He's like, well, you got a GameCube and a Dreamcast. He goes, I got a GameCast. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I could think of. But anyway, that's we're not talking about uh, neither one of those words. Now we're in that. We're not talking about any of that. Um, we are talking about the return of Edge to professional wrestling. And the after signing a, a month or whatever after yeah after <laughs> after a few months and he is signed with AEW mm-hmm. shows up out of nowhere. WWE let the uh, copyright on rated R superstar run out a while back, so and they're, never... leaning, they're leaning into that. So he is Adam Copeland, the rated R superstar in he, AEW now. He got to take his music because a because WWE didn't own that. They only owned the "You Think You Know Me" at the beginning. So this so is they had they had Natalia, not Natalia, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. Why did I mix that up? Uh, they had Beth <laughs> Phoenix <laughs> record "You Think You Know Him" in front of it. But uh, yeah, I've watched. I've watched, <laughs> I've watched his his premiere there a couple couple times now i'm like it feels good it feels good it feels almost right mm-hmm. um but this to me seems really big mm-hmm. and i know that we say this every time there's you know a, a larger name that goes from one to the next but is this the biggest signing so far for AEW? is this the biggest moment or what is it still Daniel Bryan? I feel like Daniel Bryan's closer to it. This is here's here's how I'm feeling about all this. This to me seems to be mirroring WCW at the start. Okay. Jericho is Hogan. He's the one, the big is older, there- you know. Professional veteran, been around for a while. A lot of people love him. He's there from the beginning. He's at the press conferences. He's launching it all up with the new guys. Moxley, Lex Luger. Just as they're getting started, big kind of first show in the promotion, he shows up at the end. Mm -hmm. I really feel like Edge coming over is WCW poaching Macho Man. Okay. Okay. Edge was having some matches, but he wasn't really being utilized yeah. much and not in a big way anymore in WWE. He was gone so often that every time he was back, it was supposed it was touted as some big return, mm-hmm. like he'd been gone for years. Yeah. Uh, 
Macho Man, same way, wasn't being utilized. They were putting him in the announcer's desk, you know, for the most of the <laughs> time because they thought he was too old to wrestle. And so he left. I feel like this is kind of the same thing. Okay. Left, go, go have, you know, a bigger final run at a place that's going to push you a little harder because you are a big name. Yeah. And they need big names. Uh, so they're getting the older guys from WWE. Yeah, they're getting some of the new stuff. New yeah. People, too, that are being underutilized. And that's okay. I do feel like AEW feels like it's gearing up to really take on WWE, okay. just like WCW did at yeah. this point. Uh, but WWE is also poised to counterattack in the same way that they did to WCW, taking the talent that they aren't utilizing enough and making them bigger names, which yeah. is ironic uh, because some of those were originally flops in WWE <laughs> prior yeah. to going to AEW, but let's not dwell on the past. Uh, Cody Rhodes, of course, big get. Coming back over, despite not winning much gold, he's treated like uh, royalty yeah. now, like a special attraction. Yeah. Just him addressing the crowd is a big deal. He's what has he, what has he really accomplished yeah. so far? No, yeah, no, very little. <laughs> and, and that's really you tag know. champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he is he is treated like a special attraction, like a superhero almost. Yeah, uh, we're pulling Jade Cargill already. Uh, FTR is apparently done with AEW. And they're not going back to WWE, are they? It's highly rumored that there'll be a, a Triple H return team. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, uh, CM Punk again. We've talked about CM Punk heavily rumored to be close to a deal to return. Uh, a lot of other names are possibilities in the near future. There's quite a few contracts ending this year. Yeah. Um, we got Big Bill, which is Big Cass. Yeah. Big Bill could be coming back. Andrade El uh, Idalo. Powerhouse Hobbs would be a, I mean, big meaty man. Be a big WWE yeah. likes big meaty men slapping meat. Oh, man. Ethan, I just want to watch him and Big E wrestle <laughs> yeah. now. Ethan Page, uh, Satnam Singh. They're doing, WWE's pushing the Big India promotion. Okay. Satnam Singh would be a big get for that. The Acclaimed, MJF has always been a rumor. Uh, Ricky Starks has yet to be fully utilized over in AEW. Mm-hmm. That would be a real big get. Um, Wardlow, alongside Powerhouse Hobbs, two yeah. two big and big meaty men, entertaining. Yeah, you, if you're gonna have a big guy, make them entertaining yeah. guys. Uh, that'd be good too. Even some of the elite themselves, the young bucks, young bucks just like had young a young butts, young butts just had a like existential crisis as they were trying to decide because they yeah. had an offer from AEW and an offer from WWE. Yeah. And it took them to like the last minute to go ahead and re up with AEW. Yeah. Like that says a lot about the culture at AEW. Like they're founders mm -hmm. and their idea was, but maybe we want to go to WWE. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I think, I think that, the the big and, and all of those would be big names to come from AEW to WWE. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that you know Daniel Bryan has had some good matches and he's been a part of some good stuff. Yeah. I don't think he's necessarily been the attraction that AEW right. was hoping he'd be. Moxley has been though. Moxley has been and and Moxley with Daniel Bryan has worked out yeah really really well. Um, you know, Moxley and Eddie Kingston, I mean, they draw money mm -hmm. out of nowhere, too. Mm -hmm. It just seems like 
nobody wanted, nobody really cared about either one of them wrestling, and then they started wrestling, and you're like, oh, I love these guys. Right. Like, <laughs> they're amazing. Um, I, I think that all of those names would be would be big, but I don't think that you're going to have another one of these until Kenny Omega swaps. And I'm not sure that's ever going to happen. I'm not sure that's ever yeah. going to happen either. Um, he's I, had, I think he's too dedicated. Yeah, he's had so many opportunities to come yeah. to WWE. They've wanted him for long before AEW. Yeah. But but we're talking about something different. We're talking about a different WWE now. Uh, Again, you're, you're if, if we're talking about yeah. the WWE that, that FTR and CM Punk are willing to go back to. Right. That's quite possible. It's a, it's a whole different thing. Um <laughs> I would flip my lid if I saw Kenny Omega in the WWE ring. I would oh, lose it. You'd lose it. Um, and so I think that would be, you know, it would be great. I'd love to see Samoa Joe flip back over. I'm sick of seeing Samoa Joe be Ring of Honor champion. I I don't know. I'm. <laughs> it's probably just because he's been booked so poorly uh, since, well, since NXT. Like after NXT, he's been booked poorly pretty much yeah. the whole time. Yeah, and so I'm kind of I'm at the point where I don't care about him. Anymore. Yeah, I think <laughs> like I could be I, made that's, to that's care probably, about him. That's probably yeah. not fair. And yeah, I might be able to get back to it, but at the moment, like that's not something I'm interested yeah. in. Um, but that could be my. Own but I can't think of anybody other than getting a Kenny Omega, getting a Young Bucks. You know, even if Chris Jericho came back, I don't even know that I'd really. I'm positive he will. I think he'll I think, retire there. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll again be just like Hogan. I think he'll uh, run his run, have his last like big good run in AEW, yeah. and then come back for the specialty kind of stuff. The yeah. occasional. But I don't think anybody. I, I don't think run. I don't think I'm going to care at that point. I mean, it would be kind of like Hogan. Be like, oh, okay, yeah. cool, this is happening. He'll have a couple good moments, just yeah. like Hogan did. Hogan yeah. versus Rock. That was a great, great match, great moment. Fantastic. That's the only thing I remember. Um, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, and I think, additionally to that, um, if you saw MJF, MJF, I think, would be a big... A big turning of the tables. Yeah. Once um once the Roman Reigns major heel thing is over, which it likely will be within the next couple of years. Yeah. Like the the rumor mill is that they are planning to swap him back to a face character once his whole reign is over and yeah. he's had some time away. Uh if we need a new major heel, MJF would be the perfect oh. new major heel. Like a year and a half from now, the beginning of uh, or the next the next WrestleMania or somewhere around there, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. So so the big question that I have is, does this change the landscape of wrestling? I think so, because I think we're we're really gearing up in a way that I don't think it has yet. I think we're really gearing up to that classic battle. Yeah. The, the, the Monday w, Night the, Wars. The Monday feeling. War-esque feeling, yeah. yeah. It's not really a head-to-head um, via time slots, but I don't think it needs to be these days. Hmm. Um, I really do feel like we are in that that real classic rivalry, one-upsmanship. Both of them have good standing. Both of them have a lot of money. 
both of them have the ability to pull off a lot of major things. Mm -hmm. AEW stepping up at the end of this year to having a pay-per-view every month, hopefully at the same cost as just having HBO Max. Yeah. We'll put them in a big, a good spot too, because now all the people that have been holding off getting involved with AEW because they don't want to pay for the pay per views will be able to jump in. So I think that's going to raise their fan base just automatically because mm-hmm. people can afford the pay per views then. I really think this is gearing up to be possibly the next great era of wrestling. Because of this rivalry. Yeah. Man. I've I've never, I haven't been this excited about wrestling and where it's going to go next since the Attitude Era. So, hope. Amazing. Hope. Amazing. Just Vince needs to stay out of it. Vince, don't screw it up. Vince is going to get excited. He's going to be, his leg's going to be twitching. He's going to be tinkling his britches. He wants it. This is such good stuff. I said britches, by the way. I want to make sure. He he started talking when I said it, so I just want to make sure. (laughs) Nobody misunderstood me. Nobody (laughs) ever misunderstands you, Matt, (laughs) any more than we already don't understand you. Well, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to be talking about future superstars of the past. Keep it air. It'll make sense. Hey everyone, I'm Tyranny Albright, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the YouTube channel One Shot Questers. One Shot Questers is a comedy channel focusing on TTRPGs, primarily Dungeons and Dragons, that releases multiple videos a week. They range from comedy sketches and shorts to reacting to RPG horror stories, and the humor is often PG or PG 13. Ran by content creator Duke Davis, who got his start during the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic, when he, like many current content creators, got on TikTok and began making hilarious shorts. Duke added longer-form content for YouTube, providing even quick videos about what Dungeons & Dragons is. The channel has branched into other YouTube channels, such as One-Shot Campaigns, where Duke and his friends have a new live play that combines D&D and City of Mist, and One-Shot Kitchens, where Duke is making wonderfully babish-like D&D cooking videos, and yes, both of those are spelled with a Q-U instead of a K. Dungeons & Dragons is my favorite game, period. I love games, especially fantasy, and I really love stories. I finally had the opportunity to learn D&D 5th edition about 8 years ago and have been hooked since. So naturally, once I downloaded TikTok while bored in 2020 like everyone else, my For You page was quickly filled with TTRPG content. This is how I found Duke in the One Shot Questers channel and found his videos so funny that I just had to share them with my friends. I have followed him since and I even support him on Patreon. I find his wit and humor hilarious, his writing and acting charming, and he has a knack for making even the most ridiculous sketch be very relatable for D&D fans. One Shot Questers has done live shows and events like Gen Con, streams on Twitch, non-Dungeons and Dragons specific content, and has even created a paladin subclass for D&D. A paladin who has taken the oath of throwing it back, a long-running OSQ joke, and surprisingly, a fun homebrew. I have had the pleasure of meeting Duke in person, and he is just a downright great guy. Very kind, very funny, very personable. And for me, knowing that the person behind the content is just an awesome person makes the content even better. His language is clean, though there is an adult joke or two on occasion. He is quick-witted, and he and his crew are genuinely nice, talented people. 
If you love Dungeons & Dragons, TTRPGs in general, want to check them out, or just want to laugh you can share with nerdy friends, you should check out One Shot Questers on YouTube and TikTok. You can also follow them on all socials and Twitch, and support on Patreon or even join their Discord server. That's all for this review. Once again, I'm Tyranny Albright. For more TTRPG chat with me, join the Love Thy Nerd Discord server or follow me on threads at Silver Soul Gaming and follow me on Twitch under Silver Soul Streams. And remember, check for traps, don't split the party, and always protect your wizards. We ready? Yeah. All right. And welcome. Oh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> You're. <laughs> Dang it. <sighs> All right. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast, where today we are talking about future superstars, or at least they were super st- future superstars. Now, they're the greatest of all time, I think. Um, we are talking about the class of OV, the OVW class of 2002. Um, this class of, of developmental talent featured superstars like Brock Lesnar, Batista, John Cena, Randy Orton, Shelton Benjamin, and Charlie Haas. And I feel like Charlie Haas Hold should on. have been the first one that I mentioned. Hold on. Yeah. And didn't, Charlie didn't Haas. And Charlie Haas. Oh, but you forgot one. Uh, Rico? Rico. Rico. <laughs> I still don't think uh, we're going to miss much. He's like, a, he's, like a, he's like a SWAT officer, or was. He's like a retired paramedic slash really? police officer slash like SWAT team member. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing I remember about Rico, and I hope I'm even remembering that it was actually him, <laughs> is he tried to force Billy Gunn and Chuck, whoever. Chuck Palumbo. To actually get married. <laughs> When they were, when he sold it as like a stunt to get them on, you know, TV or whatever more. Yeah. Then as it's happening, he tried to force them to go through with it. Like actually get legal, married. <laughs> legally and everything and got really mad when they wouldn't. <laughs> it was the strangest, <laughs> strangest storyline yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, you know. That was that was a whole that was a different weird, time. That was just a different time, man. That was the early two thousands. We're talking about these guys, you know. Between these uh, six guys, you have three twenty four seven championships, a triple <laughs> crown. I know. I, I I learned with the Charlie Haas thing. Start with the start with the junk and go go forward. Not that Charlie Haas was junk, but I mean. 324. And that's also, all of those were Shelton Benjamin. So it's okay, like, I was about to say, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here. I'm like, 324-7 champions. Um, four Intercontinental Championships. Six United States Championships. Eight Royal Rumbles. Three Money in the Bank contracts. 18 tag titles. 14 World Heavyweight Championships. 32 WWE Championships. Um, a few Universal Championships in there from Brock Lesnar. And uh, an IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and a UFC World Heavyweight Championship. Whew. 
That's a lot of titles. A lot of stuff. Um, and we also have uh, a, a triple crown winner and a grand slam winner, mm. both in Randy Orton. So what made this group of dudes so special? That's a big question to just leave hanging on me. I'll I'll start it. I think that this was really the the guys that came out of this, they were the first class of of developmental talent that came up and they were like the rising stars right at the beginning of the ruthless aggression universal era. That's true. Yeah. And so I think like they got this opportunity because they weren't saddled with their old gimmicks that were not going to work anymore mm-hmm. in this new style of, of, of showmanship. Um, and, and I think that each and every single one of these guys just hit the ground running. And I, I mean, a lot of it you look at, yeah, it might be luck. You know, Randy Orton and Batista really lucked out being a part of evolution. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar really lucked out being built like a silverback gorilla. Being born a human monster. Just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, you know, th- these are these are guys that just really nailed it almost right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what they were feeding them that year yeah, uh, to make <laughs> such uh, such a strong caliber of talent. Uh, you keep saying Charlie Haas. I, I'm not sure if we're leaving Rico off. I'm, I'm almost willing to leave Charlie Haas off too. I mean, he had a couple tag team championships. Yeah, the, the only reason I, I put Charlie Haas on there um, one is because without him, Shelton Benjamin has three less championships. Uh, two. Two less championships. One time, he, uh, Charlie Haas was tag team championships with Rico. That's true. Yeah. Um, but also, um, if you look at the the list of accolades that Charlie Haas has outside of the WWE, he's won a championship in almost every single other oh. promotion Okay, like in the country. I mean, he has really done it. And I think he was... Wasn't he an Olympian? Feeling very Olympic. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, when it comes to at least WWE, though, which is, I guess, the main focus of what we're talking about, super uh, superstar status in WWE, he had his three runs uh, when he was broken up uh, with Shelton. When he, when he broke up with Shelton Benjamin, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was gone in like a month. Like he was really gone. Fast. Yeah. So they didn't WWE didn't seem to have a desire to push him as a singles wrestler. Um but that kind of crap happens a lot with WWE where they like to break up successful tag teams and then just kick one of them out. Yeah. They're like, "Hey, how come y'all aren't doing good anymore?" It's cuz well you broke up our only gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> we got nothing. You told us to buy into this. Um, I, granted, when we talk about this group, we, we generally leave Charlie Haas off, and that's fine. But, you know, doing a disservice to, 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 to the Haas bin, I think, that's, I think that's wrong. I just think it's wrong. I understand. Um, uh, but I'll go with you. So, so uh, of these guys, um, who do you think was the most successful? 
I mean, it's it's there's a strong case to be made for four out of five of the, or four out of six of these. <laughs> I mean, Shelton Benjamin, fantastic, but again, like you said, without without uh, Charlie Haas there, he's had just a handful of championships. I mean, he was Intercontinental Champion three times. I'll, I mean, I understand that, but. Who remembers that? Like, who suppo- thinks about that? He was supposed <laughs> to be, like, the next big thing, too. Yeah. I mean, he was he was supposed to be, like, the guy. And even in, in OVW, um, they put him with Brock Lesnar because they needed somebody to teach Brock Lesnar how to wrestle. Right. And they were like, I yeah. don't know, bro. His, <laughs> his, skill, his skill far outweighs how well he was utilized. Yeah. His at accolade. Least, at least toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... No one wants to see three-time 24-7 champion on their accolades. It's fair. <laughs> Once is a gimmick. Three times is you got relegated it's to the B much. team here. It's yeah, too much. <laughs> it's too Which many times. Which is sad. But, uh, I mean, Batista, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, man. Uh, Brock Lesnar, just because he's uh, an attraction. He's a, he's a sideshow attraction. Yeah. I mean, he's the he's the strong man, you know. He's a, cir- a circus freak, but John Cena, I think, has to take that crown just by the numbers and by the sheer fact that he is a uh, celebrity status. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> wrestler. He's not just like a wrestling celebrity anymore. Mm-hmm. He is like an actual like everybody knows who John Cena was and he was like that before he was making a whole bunch of movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like everybody knew who John Cena was um which isn't the case for Batista though I will say I think Batista has better acting credits oh Batista and is a much better actor yeah I think Batista's a better actor <laughs> um but more people know him as him than they do him as a wrestler and that's they true know him yeah. as an actor um and 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 I think that's yeah I think that's very true. I would agree, probably John Cena, um, because John Cena and Brock Lesnar—they're really the two guys that like everybody knew while they were wrestling. Yeah, um, a lot of people. I mean, everybody knew who Batista was to to a point. People know who Randy Orton is, um, but John Cena was like John Cena might have saved wrestling. Yeah. I mean that's really at that just, point, yeah. At that point where they where WWE was so just resting on their laurels of we own everything, we beat yeah. everybody, we can do what we want. I feel like yeah, that was a infusion of lifeblood yeah. that WWE needed at the time. And had it not been for that faithful bus ride where he was uh, rat battling in the back and Stephanie McMahon overheard him, <laughs> it never would have came to be. He would have been just dropped like any other failed push. I was freestyling <laughs> on the back of a bus, and my boss came over and was like, you should do that more. Like, how do you remember all those lines? Like, you don't remember them. You, you just, just come up with them on the spot. Come up with them. Well, can you rap about this can of tuna fish? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> I can. And now There's... he's a 15-time world <laughs> champion. <laughs> It's really the American dream, people. That's why that's what I'm saying. Side note: um, We missed it in uh, in our Hey Yo segment, but um, 
you know, there was the uh, there was all the talk about Stephanie McMahon and Triple H getting a divorce, right. and uh, apparently. Uh, Kevin Nash texted Triple H and was like, hey, is, is like everything going to be okay? Triple H is like, yeah, I just wish somebody had told me before I came to this JV football game to watch my daughter cheerlead. <laughs> that would have been nice if somebody had told me it was happening. <laughs> so uh, so it's not happening, they're folks. Not it's not, they're not getting divorced. Don't worry about it. Um, true love still exists. I mean, how can a marriage go wrong? <laughs> When you start off by marrying your your drunk fiance at a Las Vegas drive-through drive chapel. chapel, yep, that was such a fantastic storyline. Again, this <laughs> is how this is how love happens. Interrupting folks. the Stephanie and Test wedding, so Triple H could say, "We're already married." And then she does fall for him. She's just like, that? yeah. She's just like, okay. <laughs> Does it come up Love in conversation? Does it come up in arguments? I can't uh, trust you, Hunter. You know how we got married. <laughs> <laughs> you always do these things and you never ask me. Ah, <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Um, do you think stupid wrestling storylines? Do you think that uh, that Batista and Randy Orton become <laughs> as big as they were without evolution? I do not think so. No. Um, both of them are fantastic athletes, fantastic wrestlers, decent on the mic, <laughs> not necessarily with Batista lately. The last time he was there, give me what I, give want. Me what I want. You know what I want. Give me what I want. I forgot uh, my line. But, <laughs> but I'm an actor. I forgot my line. But without the bump that being on a team with Triple H and Ric Flair gave them. Yeah. I don't think they become. Yeah. Massive stars. They became they became automatic massive heels because they were tied to two of the biggest heels in the game at the time. Yeah, and so that that was a, a kind of a artificial bump, but it worked. Yeah, because because you remember uh, before Batista was like the heavy of evolution, he was uh, he was like Deacon, Deacon Dave or something with D'Lo Brown. He's still Deacon Batista. I'm pretty was sure. That? Yeah. Deacon Batista with uh, with with D'Lo Brown with with Devon Dudley. Oh, yeah, I was about to say not D that D -Lo sound right. with Devon Brown. Devon Devon Dudley. Gosh, we got too many D D something D, D slash names. <laughs> if your name starts with a D, done. Done with it. Um, That's hilarious. Who made the best movie? Because they've all been because because the the big four that we're talking about they've been in movies except for Brock Lesnar has Brock Lesnar been in a movie? Randy Orton's been in a movie. Yeah, he was in uh, he was in like the second twelve rounds. Or maybe it was the first one. He was in a movie. He was in a movie where I don't think I've seen a, It was at a WWE movie, but oh, it was awful. Oh, okay. It wasn't great. A movie. Okay. <laughs> um, John Cena was in the Marine. Um, what? Uh, Triple H was in the Chaperone, and that was a national treasure. That sucked so much. It was awful. Triple H was in the movie with the middle daughter of the Modern Family. Is that who that was? Yeah. Ah man, Ariel Winter. Is that her name? Something like that. Yeah. Gosh. Actually, you know what? I didn't hate it. <laughs> I mean, it was. <laughs> It was weird to see Triple H in a 
in the role where you have to play opposite a child. That's yeah. always so awkward yeah. for someone who's known for being like a big, the big tough guy. All yeah. the time. So that's, that's the whole point of the movie. Yeah. And uh, I think it was fine. So it between was, it was John Cena one, and Batista, we'll call it John Cena and Batista. <laughs> there we go. Who's made the best movie? Batista, hands down. Uh, what was it? Uh, but what the exact movie is, I don't know. It's Guardians 3. Everything's better. Guardians 3 is really good. Guardians 3 is better than anything John Cena's been in. I will give you that, yes. Did you see him in the um, M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yes. With the knock at the cabin? Is that what it's called? Uh, or am I confusing that with another cabin related no, movie? It's, it's, <laughs> it's like knock at the door, knock at the cabin. Something like that. I liked it. Oh. <laughs> and so I think he did a great job. Oh, my gosh. My gosh, he did a good job. My The... W- the weirdest part of that movie, like, because I knew Batista was in the movie, um, which is part of the reason why I watched it. It's the only then, reason I watched it. But yeah. then at one point, like, they all kind of show up, and I'm spoiling, I guess, something, but they all kind of come alert. up out of the... Spoiler alert for a movie that came right. out almost a year ago. Knock at the cabin woods. Um, Knock like, at the cabin in the woods. <laughs> well, at, at some point in the movie, you're staring at one of the characters going, is that, is that Ron game? Weasley? Oh. <laughs> is that... Is that the kid that played Ron Weasley? <laughs> and he's racist? Yeah, very much. <laughs> this is he weird. He does not want to be here. He does, he's not. He doesn't look like he's having a good time. Is that um, Dean Kane? Dean Kane? <laughs> is that Rupert Grant? Um, yeah, Knock at the Cabin was good, too. I think the best movie that that uh, John Cena's been in was The Suicide Squad. And I can't name another like really good movie that he was in. I've never seen him in the Fast and Furious movies. I will. I will. I haven't seen his either. Yeah, I stopped at the first one with the Rock in it. Not that it was bad. I mean, it was bad. They're all bad. But not that it was any worse than any of the other ones. I just haven't gotten into any of the new stuff. Yeah. Um, He's been in a. Vacation Friends or something like that. I, I, don't remember what I didn't called. watch that. I did not watch it either. He was in the Daddy's Home. I think he was briefly in Daddy's Home One, but he was more featured in Daddy's Home Two. The the um, who all's in that again? Um, that was Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, that's right. And then it's Mel Gibson and John Lithgow are the fathers in Daddy's Home Two. Yes, and John yes. Cena's in that, but he's not a main character in that either. He's just a side character. Oh he's, yeah, he played. He voiced Rocksteady in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. That's right. I knew which that. means that uh, two different wrestlers have played Rocksteady. Seamus, right? Yeah, Seamus. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, I need to watch that too. My new Teen and T movie. It's pretty cute. I mean, he's cute. John Cena is fantastic in Peacemaker. Not Fantastic. a movie series. Yeah. I mean, it was he was in a movie, like you said, the Suicide Squad. But the the Peacemaker series was really good. He did a fantastic job leading that up. But he also has a great ensemble cast with that too. So, yeah, I, I think hands down it's Batista. John Cena is a draw for sure. Oh wait, what did we forget? <laughs> we're one? forgetting. We're forgetting the Fred movies. Oh god. We got to rethink our entire Hold up. Everything. John Cena was a mermaid in the Barbie movie. And that's like the greatest film that's what? ever been made apparently. What? 
So hold on. <laughs> uh, Google machine right now. This <laughs> John Cena he Mermaid. was. <laughs> he played a ver- apparently he played a version of Ken. Yeah, the Ken Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, and there's a just him sitting in the back, and he looks he looks like off brand Aquaman. He looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got I got to find this picture now. I just searched John Cena Mermaid. It's the first one that came up. <laughs> that movie was just, What? So you haven't seen uh, Barbie yet? No. Yeah, you got to see Barbie, man. It's good. It's was it? flipping hilarious movie. It? It's really good. Deidre and I watched it the other week. <laughs> that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, so... So I guess to wrap this up, you know, I know Batista is a Hall of Famer already. Not yet, right? They keep trying to make him one, but they haven't gone through it, did they? I thought they did. I don't think they ever. Did he join the Hall of Fame? No. Batista reveals he was supposed to be inducted in the 2023 Hall of Fame. He was already supposed to be inducted in the 2022 Hall of Fame. Or no, 2020 Hall of Fame. But that didn't work out. Yeah, so he still has not been. And actually inducted? Actually inducted. That's weird. Yeah, he was supposed to be in the 2021. So it was the 2020-2021. It was that year that they had him combined because they didn't do one in 2020. Uh, so he true. was supposed to be inducted in the 2021 Hall of Fame, but it did not happen because he was doing a movie. Uh, wasn't able to do it last year, or I'm sorry, this year, this, this last WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I think for the same reason, uh, he was making movies. There was a good reason. Uh, he was in South Africa (laughs) at the time and he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. (laughs) He was committed uh, to a film. Since (laughs) WrestleMania was in, uh, Dallas. Right. (laughs) A little, little bit of a trek. A little bit of a little bit of a difficult time. So yeah. So so Batista's not a Hall of Famer. Are of all Famer. of these guys future Hall of Famers? No. <laughs> Are all of these guys, except for Charlie Haas and Rico, future Hall of Famers? Probably. <laughs> Really bad for how mean we're being about Charlie Haas. <laughs> he's still somebody, you know. He is somebody, but he's he ain't ever going to be in the Hall of Fame. Just be honest, he ain't going to be um, in the WWE Hall of Fame anyway. Yeah, I think I think every single one of these guys, they might all get inducted at the same time. At this point, it's it's. I mean, it's quite possible. Uh, I don't think Batista's ever wrestling again, so I think yeah. it's time do it now. Yeah, Randy Orton still got a long way to go. Brock Lesnar has a long way to go. Well, I say long way. He has a way to go. He's got a. He's, I he's, don't think he'll do. Still, I don't think he'll do much more though. I think he's still performing though, pretty much at the top of his game. Sure. I think but, he's performing better now than he ever has. But I'm not sure there's a need for him to be champion anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think they've come full circle with his feud with Roman Reigns to the point where Roman Reigns has defeated him twice now. Like, there's no point in bringing Roman back other than they just don't have another idea to fill time. Who knows? But I don't think he's, I don't think he's winning the championship again, at least not anytime soon. If it is, it'll be a gimmick that he'll have for a couple months at the most. John Cena, I feel like ballot. 
yeah, I feel like he's pretty much wrapping things up. He's not going to have another full run anymore. The only reason we're getting this little run right now is because of the strike. And yeah, now that's he's over. got nothing else to do. He's got so much more to gain in Hollywood than he does here. But at some point, he's got to break Ric Flair's record, right? No, I don't think he ever is going to. He's just going to keep I it I think tied? that was kind of the deal. Is like he, I thought that was the thing that he kind of decided. He's not tied. He's one under. Ric Flair was 16, wasn't he? Oh, he was 16. And John's only a 15. Is he? Okay. I think he didn't want I think he didn't wanna break the record. I'm pretty sure Ric Flair's a sixteen. Well Ric Flair's a sixteen, but I have that Rick, okay. that John Cena's a thirteen time WWE champion and a three time world heavyweight champion. What I have is thirteen and two. Okay. Two world heavyweight. So one of these might be wrong. If he is tied, I still think the idea was he didn't want to be. He just Ric didn't want to be Ric Flair. That's fine. That's somewhat <clears throat> respectable. Which I think <clears throat> I think that happened. A long time ago, It happened right? a long time ago, Because yeah. then he became United States champion again. Yeah. And I think that's why. I think he's like, I don't want to beat Ric Flair's record. Move me down, let's do a mid-card run. And have some fun doing this yeah. U.S. Open Challenge every week. Yeah. Which was a fun time. It was a I fun enjoyed time. it. I didn't fun. care that it was a lowered a title. We got, we got Kevin Owens out of that one. We sure did. Yay, us. <laughs> <laughs> that was... <laughs> something we got. Anyway, if uh, we're getting Charlie Haas or Rico on there, it's going to be one of those years that they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's one of those guys. <laughs> it, the only way they're getting to me, the only way they're getting in is if they induct the 2002 OVW class. class and like, <laughs> well, we got we to gotta get Rico and Charlie Haas in here, I guess. Hey, yeah, that's just fun. that's just how that's happening. But they'll get uh, they'll each get one minute to talk <laughs> on the mic, and then John Cena will get thirty. And they're going to be inducted by uh, Jim Crockett. <laughs> Oddly weird. Um, well, that's that's our show. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you liked our show and want to hear more like it, you can go on Spotify or Amazon or anywhere that you find podcasts. I don't think Amazon has Amazon they do, do podcasts. They do podcasts. Are we on Amazon podcasts? Yeah, we, are. we are on it. Anywhere you find podcasts. Um, <laughs> Spotify and uh, an Apple podcast or Apple Music or whatever is those are the two. Those are the two big. Those the are the two ones. that I listen on. Yeah. Um, but go find those at uh, the Two Words Podcast. Um, we have a lot of fun here. We're we're pretty deep into this thing, right? We're, yeah, we're, we're several we got, seasons in. We got some, we got some good stuff. Um, if you want to follow us, uh, show us some support, you can go to any of our socials at Two Words LTN. You know, I haven't messed that up in a while. You have not. It's I'm really proud nice. of myself. Um, and y'all should be too. And <laughs> and to show how proud you are, go to at two words LTN <laughs> and follow, like, subscribe, anything that you need. Um, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. But until then, my name is John. His name is Matt. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you. <laughs> you're... <laughs>